It's another edition of 4th and 40, the ultimate football show. Rudy Campos Jr., Coach Gio, joining me as always, week in and week out. Hey, man, football is back, and it was back with a vengeance on Thursday night because the Kansas City Chiefs, your Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, took on the Houston Texans, who I think some people had some really high hopes for after the DeAndre Hopkins trade. <laughs> They looked just no, as you, no, bad well, as they had. It, it, it was you, Rudy. You were talking I, up this I, receiving yeah. core. <laughs> I did. Well, no, I didn't talk up the receiving core. I talked up the uh, fact that Deshaun Watson, which Chris Collinsworth made the same point that I was making, you don't focus on DeAndre Hopkins anymore, and that is going to make him a better NFL quarterback because they're not force-feeding Hopkins. It didn't look like it. No, I mean, and okay, so but it didn't look like it, but we didn't have any preseason games at all either. So this is kind of like I think the first couple of weeks we're gonna see, you know, some struggles and stuff like that, just because there was no preseason, there was no way to work out the kinks. I've been okay. an advocate for no preseason. I I don't like the preseason, but you still gotta get some kind of you know reps in somewhere. Well, Andy Reid looked like a well, oh, machine though, Rudy. I mean, he 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 looked like. I mean, some of those plays, some of those plays that they ran on Thursday, and I'm just watching, just as someone who played football, mm-hmm. uh, in other sports, just sitting there, and some of the the creation of these plays, I'm just memorized. Like, why does no one else do what Andy Reid does offensively? Just so creative and just kind of just genius. And yeah, I jumped on the I jumped on the Prophets podcast. Not to catch up, I jumped on the Prophets podcast and talked a little bit. Is the reason is the thing behind Andy Reid? Is it really Andy Reid on the offense, or is it more Eric Bieniemy? Well, it's both. I think. Uh, I mean, Andy Reid's offenses have always been well, pretty good. I think they've changed over the years. You know, when he was with the Eagles and Donovan um, early on, it was more traditional style though Donovan was a beast he can move the pocket right so very mobile but as he got a little bit older uh with the Eagles you start to see some of that creativity and then Kansas City when he got there I mean he really kind of put some like his stamp it just felt like it was different and even with Alex Smith there there were some games and traditionally early on in the year he throws a lot of different looks and some of the bad things about Towards the other years have been the Andy Reid's offense seems to slow down at the end of the season and kind of people catch up. But I think overall, just in general, the creativity and normally at the beginning of the season, you just see a ton of different things in Andy. But no, I mean, listen, Bellamy's there. I've been pushing for this guy to get a job. Uh, for some reason, he's not getting a job for whatever the case it may be. But Eric is definitely another reason why, because uh, you have another kind of offensive mind in the building and. You put those two together, it's like a brain trust, you know? Like, they just – and Rudy, it was 31-7. to seven. I mean, let's put that in perspective. Before yeah. Deshaun scored those two, you know, junk time touchdown, uh, it was 31-7. Yeah. to seven. They put their foot off uh, the pedal there. And uh, the Texans, to me, Rudy, they have a new offensive coordinator and a new defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's time to fire this guy. I mean, you've already seen it. You've already seen. Yeah. You've yeah. already seen it. You need to fire him. You need to someone to jumpstart this team. The team looks unrecognizable and, and and also just didn't seem very interested in that game. And listen, I know you're playing the Chiefs 
and they throw a lot at you. And Edwards Hilaire was a yeah. beast. Uh, but the Chiefs, to me, Rudy, barring any injuries, I think they're going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl again. Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely have the Chiefs going all the way. The only team that I remember us talking about that could potentially stop them, uh, that I, I, I like the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. I mean, if that defense is as stout as we're seeing that it is, I clearly see Pittsburgh giving Kansas City a run for their money when it comes to representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. But barring, you know, injury or anything, Kansas City's got to be that number one team going into uh, the oh, yeah, season. For sure. And they showed it, you know, they showed it Thursday night. I, I understand it's a bad Texans team. There is some good of the te- on the Texans sidelines. No, I mean, no. And, and David Johnson, I he mean. He did look good. He did look good. He, he, looked, he looked good. Uh, unfortunately, it just wasn't enough. Uh, though playing the Chiefs, every you know, teams who play the Chiefs, you're going to get these games. I think the Texans are better than that, mm. obviously. They're going to be a playoff team probably this mm. season. So I think it's tough to gauge because Kansas City is going to blow out some pretty good teams. Uh, yeah. So Deshaun is is good. The offense looked interesting. They, they ran a war. You didn't see the shots down the field. Um, it, it was raining a little bit, so maybe that had to do something with it. But the Chiefs ran the ball. I mean, they, they ran just down their throat. And, Rudy, with Edwards Hilaire running like this, <laughs> it's going to be a long season for the AFC West. Exactly. And, and that's somebody that, you know, we talked a lot about uh, in fantasy and our fantasy podcast. Of it's fantasy interesting, Rudy. Or, I didn't get any, any shares of him. It, it's interesting. The picks where I was at, he always just seemed to be gone. Because um, well, I always, you, you didn't want to draft him too high. You didn't want to draft, you know, exactly too and low. It, so. it was a tough break because I always had in these drafts, which is kind of interesting. I, I had the the fifth or six. I loved him. I I, I love Josh Jacobs just a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I want him to come back and bite you because I did the same thing. Josh Jacobs drove really. I, I just feel like. And we can get this in our fantasy show. Mm-hmm. I mean, the receiving core right now, they got some young guns. I think Josh Jacobs is going to catch a ton of balls uh, in this yeah. offense. And he's a workhorse. There's no one there. And Daryl Henderson ran the ball pretty well for the Chiefs as well. But, I mean, listen, you're Hilaire probably has – simply he's so fast and he can just break away speed. So it's, it's tough to gauge, but I'm a Josh Jacobs guy and I've been that way for the past – going on two years now so seeing what we saw on thursday because being that that was the first game of the nfl season seeing ceh actually run the ball really well making this kansas city team even more dynamic like they needed to be more dynamic to begin with (laughs) does does this put damian williams job in jeopardy oh really who (laughs) exactly no one's thinking about damian Williams. no one's thinking about him I totally um, get why he sat out the season. Oh, yeah, but. I completely understand. Um, but, no, it's Edwards Hilarity. And the interesting about it is he's so low to the ground, right? It, mm-hmm. It's hard to see him because you're mm-hmm. hiding behind these big offensive line. And, by the way, mm-hmm. their acquisition of assembly, uh, that offensive lineman, uh, this dude is just bruising people inside, just yeah. created big holes. The, the offensive line was more finesse last season. But adding assembly there kind of gives them a little bit of a punch, a little bit of a kick, and they look yeah. a little physical. And if they're going to run like that, 
And you got to worry about Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins. Talk about a Sammy Watkins sighting on Thursday night. <laughs> where he turned back. If he plays like that, if that Sammy Watkins is there every week, um, it's Rudy, a deadly team. But Sammy Rudy, Watkins it, is not like that. He's not going to be that way every Rudy, single week. He played week. his best game last year. I think it was the first game. It was week one. He had week one. <laughs> and it's interesting. I don't know if maybe Andrew is going to try to feature him a little bit more because I, I think he's a huge asset. Because mm-hmm. you got Robinson there who, who dropped, by the way, two touchdowns. Uh, if you started Robinson for whatever hell reason, he dropped two touchdowns on Thursday. Yeah. And Miko Hardman was really a see those receivers really are such a hit or miss. That's why you normally just start Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey because Miko Hardman uh, and Robinson and now Sammy, if he pulls together a few weeks like that, uh, he could be a borderline probably wide receiver, what, three in fantasy, Rudy? Because I would say if you I've get seen he's been undrafted. Him, yeah. yeah, I mean he he's been undrafted in leagues. I've seen. Well, because he's only a one week wonder. I mean that's yeah. pretty much his entire career. And even at that, if it wasn't a one week wonder, he was a no show for the entire yeah, season. But if he's healthy though, Rudy, and he's playing like this the entire season, it's hard for me to see a team. Do we see sixteen and zero easily? No, no. Some some team, the Chargers. Uh, some team in the AFC West will probably get them. It's probably the Chargers mm-hmm. uh, with Joey Bosa in that defense. Uh, but 16 and already, it's hard, man. It's hard to go 16 and 0, in my opinion. Because there's so many it random is. plays that happen in football. And for you to weather the storm and go 16 and 0, and really, that just ratchets up the pressure in the playoffs. So yeah. much pressure if you go one. I think Andy Reid will tell you, be the first to tell you, no. Nah, I don't think we need to go 16 and 0. <laughs> no, I, I really do see Kansas City finishing at that 14 and 2 mark, 13 and 3. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, 15 and 1 and 16 and 0, it's not outside of the realm. I mean, it's definitely a possibility, especially because, you know, the key, the Chiefs brought everybody back. I mean, there's, you know, yeah, you lose a Damien Williams, but you gained a CEH, a Clyde Edwards Alaire. And, I mean, he well, yeah, I think a team similar to like Kareem Hunt. When yeah, he yeah no, I mean, he game. was outstanding. He's quick, kind of reminds me not so much Emmett Smith, but just you know, Emmett was pretty short as well. And kind I of pegged him as a, I pegged him as a Doug Martin right now. How yeah, Doug used to get the ball. Doug Martin was really you would Jones lose him in Drew the crowd. Was, was yeah. pretty so, but Jones pretty thick. Yeah, uh, nonetheless, a guy, uh. Andy Reid made sure to feature him. Uh, will we see this with Cam Akers and his first game with the Rams? Probably not. <laughs> but nonetheless, yeah. Edwards Hilaire, he is the truth. And I, I figured he would be. Uh, unfortunately, I just didn't get any shares of him. But uh, it just didn't work out that way. But nonetheless, listen, the Chiefs are the real deal. Super Bowl contenders. The only team, Rudy, that I see is a physical football team. We're talking Steelers running yeah. the football. Uh, the Tennessee Titans now get clowny on defense, right? So you get a pass rusher. I think the Titans yeah. running the football. I just don't see a finesse team like the yeah. Ravens. They could, uh, but we got to see that next step of Lamar Jackson. I think it's it's crucial that he takes that. And I think next... he takes it this, this season too. I think he'll be fine. Uh, you're listening to Fourth and Forty, Rudy Campos Jr., Coach Gio. We will be right back. 
Listen to Carolina Teague and Rudy Campos Jr. every Sunday from 10 to 11 a.m. on the Sports Dime from the Carrasco Realty Group Studios in San Antonio, Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Sweep the League, 4th and 40, and the Fantasy Countdown, contact me, Rudy Campos Jr. My email is rcomposjr at icloud.com. Welcome back to 4th and 40. Rudy Campos Jr., Coach Gio, the man behind the glass, Chris Galler, as always. Just get done preview. I'm previewing, talking about the uh, Houston, Texas, Kansas City Chiefs game that kicked off the NFL season, the NFL season we've all been waiting for. Yep. Chiefs got the better of the Texans, 34-20. It actually wasn't as close as the score actually showed <laughs> it. Um, you know, but – Nonetheless, you know, Patrick Mahomes, 211 yards passing, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Deshaun Watson did have more passing yards, but he did have uh, one interception. You know, he even got it on the ground, got a touchdown on the ground, touchdown in the air. Like we were talking about, David Johnson looked really good. C.H. Clyde Edwards-Alaire looked fantastic. The one stat that I want to get to beyond this game before we move on and start doing our uh, selections for the NFL games coming up today, actually. Um Clyde Zettler, no catches out of the backfield. That, to me, is an alarming thing and not in a bad way, in a good way, because you have yet to see him be featured as that catching running back. And you know Andy Reid. Oh, yeah, no, you know. LaShawn McCoy, you know, all these other guys he's had, he's going to feature that running back coming out. Oh, for sure, Rudy. He's going to get his due in the backfield. It yeah. wasn't needed. Uh, Daryl Williams, I, I believe, caught some passes out of the backfield. Um, yeah, he did. And two, two receptions. Daryl Williams is a guy. Listen, if Edwards Hiller goes down, please have Daryl Williams as a stasher. Don't worry, because you're not going to start him as a stasher. You never know <laughs> if thing happens. Because um, Daryl Williams also looked. He looked pretty good last night as well. He didn't obviously get as much carries, but he looked yeah. very good. But Edwards Hiller, it, it's scary. Uh, the Chiefs historically it's scary that they didn't use him to his full potential. Yeah, in they, that game, they didn't need to because it almost felt like Romeo Cornell was still the defensive coordinator out there because yeah. they looked a little lost. And I get it; they haven't had any uh, real games. Plus, you got two coordinators, right? Two new guys. Rudy, call me crazy. I'm just not sold on the head coach. I'm just not sold. I think they've already hit their peak with him. He's also the freaking general manager. That's another problem as well. Because uh, doing two things, as someone who saw Jeff Fisher do it, and he got fired, and mm-hmm. it, it's tough. But nonetheless, they need to meet just a new coach, Rudy. And I thought they had the opportunity last season. Imagine that Eric Bellamy, you know, in this system mm-hmm. of an offensive player, just change it up because – they probably will make the playoffs again, but I'm sure he'll make a bonehead decision. I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. This is, this is a year that I feel like this is, I mean, I, I was talking about a uh, Dan Quinn who actually we're going to get into right now with this, our first preview game uh, with Seattle Atlanta, but with Bill Brian, you know, I was asked is Dan Quinn on the hot seat. I'm like, you know what? The same goes for Bill O'Brien on this. It's not even a hot seat anymore. They're sitting in lava. There's no reason why these guys should still be coaching their teams at all. At all. I mean, Bill O'Brien, he, I, I have no under, he must have 
something on you know the owners or somebody to have his job still i mean it's he's got the I talent mean, he had the talent all around and you can't get it done same thing for dan quinn but again you know with bill bill o'brien how can you not get this done yeah really i think uh, o'brien it, he's been there he's had some success yeah he's had some injuries with some players unfortunately and a wolf has been in on the lineup uh Clowney's gone. Uh, there's been some in and out guys, but nonetheless, you've had these guys mm-hmm. there and just haven't gotten the job done. And if I'm the Texas organization, if you got your quarterback, Deshaun Watson, which signed that beautiful four-year deal uh, last week, I believe, get yourself a coach who can coach him up. You don't want to waste his years. He, now, he still has a ton of years left, but Bill O'Brien, I, I don't believe he'll be the coach next season. And if he is, it's going to be the same thing. This team is a good team, but to get to where you're supposed to get to, you got to get a different coach, change things up, shake some things up, man, change some stuff. They did bring in some new coordinators, but the head coach is still there, and that's, to me, the issue. Exactly, exactly. And they did make some moves. They traded, you know, arguably one of the best wide receivers in the game right now. So I get that you're trying to make moves. You probably don't want to pay him as much as you're going to pay a bunch of other players. That is fine by me. I don't mind the trades. I don't mind those trades. also had a – it was a personal thing with Hopkins. It, it, yeah. it wasn't just – there were some issues going on. And, you know, where did O'Brien come from? What, what, what coaching tree did he come from? It, it's very simple here. He He's from the New England tree mm-hmm. of schooling, right? And uh, Belichick's the same see, way. Yeah, we have yet to see – I mean, it's the same thing in the NBA when you've got – Everybody's saying, oh, they come from the Greg Popovich coaching tree. Okay, but when have we seen success from these coaches outside of, you know, under their your, their mentor, Belichick yeah. or Pop? I mean, you don't see success. For some reason, is it just a New England thing? Is it just a Spurs thing? I don't know. They try to replicate it. It's hard to replicate these things in other stops. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at Romeo Cornell. You know, he's been a defensive coordinator for a long time. I, th- I still think he's, he's with the Texans, though, as an, uh, as an assistant, not an actual coordinator anymore. But you look at him, you look at Josh McDaniels, right? He went to Denver, didn't really work out very well. He gets fired mm-hmm. there for doing some sneaky scoundrel things <laughs> that Belichick has done. Just his other coaches just haven't seemed to do very well. Now, we have Joe Judge now, right? Yeah, we Special do. Special teams coordinator with the Giants and Rudy uh, a few days ago, he actually went on a tantrum, cursed everyone out because it just wasn't feeling in the practice. So um, yeah. they, they try to establish that culture already. But what did <clears throat> Tim, Dun- uh, Tim Duncan, what did Bill Belichick and Greg Popovich have, right? They had that leader who went in with the same demeanor yeah. all the time, Tom Brady and Tim Duncan, which are actually very similar in certain ways. So it, it's hard to replicate. In some ways, yeah. I mean, some ways, yeah. Yeah. Leadership qualities, yeah. But when we're talking Tom, Tom's a fiery SOB. Where no, Tim and, and you know what? I, I think Tim was, and maybe not as, you know, as vocal. fiery as Tom. I think he was vocal in certain spots. Uh, yeah. And uh, also, Tim was from my early years watching the Spurs. I never knew this until probably the mid two thousands. But it, Tim was pretty funny and kind of, you know. Doing jokes. I mean, Tim went paintballing with Steven Jackson a lot of times. And, you know, what? 
You think Tim Duncan, you don't think paintball already. <laughs> yeah, no, not all the time. Not all the time. You know, but yeah, the thing that we were going towards is, you know, it's just that Bill O'Brien thing. I mean, Texan fans are really fed up with it. They're not interested in this team as much as they usually are because they feel Bill O'Brien is screwing this team and this city over. And I, I kind of agree. I mean, he, he really is. I understand the trade of Hopkins and you got, you know, you got a running back in return. You were able to sign some guys, you know, for, you know, Brandon Cooks and the Randall Cobb. Yes. But, you know, oh, by the way, Randall Cobb didn't even barely play. I, think I know. He came that, the end of that game. I, I still don't get how I don't get or I don't see what Bill's trying to do here. You've got three good receivers. I mean, they're not great. Well, we're going to say they're three good receivers. Will Fuller had a good game. I think he had 112 yards receiving. Yeah, we know Will looked um, – he looks really good out there. And if he stays healthy the entire season, Will Fuller uh, is going to get 1,000 yards. The targets will be there for him. He just needs to stay healthy. Yeah, the health thing is huge. And, I mean, again, it's kind of like, you know, Will Fuller could step up. And, I mean, it's possible he does. We don't know quite yet. It's still really early in the season. It's only one game. But Bill's got to work something out here. I think probably after week two, I have a feeling they're going to make a signing somewhere. Um, not really sure who it might be, but we're going to see some week two signings coming up here. Guys like uh, maybe like Earl Thomas and stuff like that who haven't been signed yet. I think their, their time's coming up here pretty quick after the first week, maybe after the second week. Uh, it's all about contracts, man. You know, if you sign a player before the season starts, you have to guarantee that money. If you sign them after week two or during week two, or I think it's after week two, uh, you don't have to guarantee that money. You could have them till week eight, cut them, and you don't know them anything. So that's kind of a little insider that I found out this past week, uh, you know, from one of the insiders in football. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I think I've I've heard of that before. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, Earl Thomas could be a – I'm surprised Dallas – has done a thing, locker but, room thing. Talking to people, man, they love Earl, but they say when he gets in that locker room, it's going to ruin everything that Dallas is working towards. And I, I'm fine with that. <laughs> you would be fine with it because of this weekend, but it doesn't do you any good <laughs> after this weekend. <laughs> no, but watching the Cowboys' demise from afar, Rudy, you kind of puts a smile on your face. <laughs> Everybody likes that. Everybody likes that kind of thing. So definitely – we're going to get into some picks here. We're going to preview just about every game. In fact, probably every single game. Give you a quick pick on who we think is going to win. You can follow me at Twitter. It's at Sweep the League. Follow Coach Geo on Twitter. It's at Coach Geo. Add the extra O at the end. And if you want to follow Chris Galler, the man behind the glass, it's at Official Mr. 300. Those are our Twitter handles. We release the shows every single Sunday. Uh, nine o'clock in the morning, we released the fantasy countdown. At eleven o'clock, we released the fourth and forty, which is our normal football show. Quick reminder, guys: um, tomorrow is a big time. day. You got a sports time. We have uh, a special guest. We got a special guest, uh, Joy Taylor of Colin Cowherd, co-host Colin Cowherd, the herd. She will be on the sports time. Uh, <laughs> For, for a couple of segments there. I uh, wish I would have had a front row seat of that, Rudy. Yeah, and, you know, in talking to Joy, because we talked to her a little bit, she's she's really cool, really yeah. cool. And looking forward to that definitely tomorrow. Uh, well, actually, 
today. I'm sorry. Today on the sports, I'm Joy Taylor joining myself and Carolina Teague uh, for uh, chatting a little bit. But this is 4th and 40. When we get back, it's pick em time. It's time to get these games rolling. Who are we picking? You'll find out when we come back on 4th and 40. Rudy Campos Jr. and Coach Gia, we will be right back. Hey, are you looking for that local flavor, that local burger flavor? Look no further than Burger Boy. Oh, the wonders that is Burger Boy. Are you a working man? Of course you're a working man. Do you like working overtime? Not all of us do, but when it comes to Burger Boy, they have both the working man special and the overtime special. For you working men out there, that's a double Burger Boy, large fries, large drink. And for those of you working overtime, add that extra meat. We're talking triple Burger Boy, large fries, large drink. Yes. Burger Boy, the wonder that is San Antonio. Fourth and 40. We always go for it on fourth and 40 because you have nothing to lose. Just <laughs> like us right here on the NFL Pickums. Week one already started. I didn't get your pick for week one, but I'm pretty sure we both had Kansas City winning. So we're just going to wash that. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a no-brainer for me, Rudy. Yeah, you don't pick against kansas city until <laughs> you know you absolutely have to so pretty much we're probably going to be picking them the entire time first game we're going down to mercedes-benz stadium in hot Atlanta, the hot garbage team that i'm a fan of atlanta atlanta we're starting with seattle going to atlanta this is a game you know it's kind of a game where you want to go it's a toss-up i believe if i'm not mistaken it's like a two or three point uh, favor for Seattle on this well, game. I, I think it's a 1.5 now. Now it's 1.5. It's a, it's basically a pick em is what yeah. it is. Uh, you've got explosive offenses. You've got Russell Wilson. You've got DK Metcalf, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett on one side, Matt Ryan, garbage, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones. Now you've got the addition of two guys, one being Hayden Hurst, who replaces their, you know, now gone Austin Hooper. And you've got one Todd Gurley who you are very familiar with. I actually I am Rudy, very I got, familiar. I got in depth conversation, not in depth conversation, but I got in depth thought with something here. I think Todd Gurley is that wild card. If he has a 75% of what he can normally do, I think Atlanta takes that next step and becomes relevant again after two seven and nine seasons. Oh, yeah, Rudy. I mean, listen, one healthy, and it's been when, a Tiger is a very effective runner. They have a guy back there, no disrespect to Devontae Freeman, but Freeman just wasn't what he used to be. Uh, and they let Tevin Coleman go last year. Todd Gurley has the opportunity here to kind of show some people. And I'm, I know Todd, listen, I saw him play at Georgia, and then he went to my favorite team in the NFL. I've seen him play throughout the years. He's going to have somewhat of a revenge tour. Uh, he just feels like he's still that guy. And if he still is, the Falcons are going to get a beast. This game really has a shootout written all over it, uh, in my opinion. Seattle's secondary uh, is probably going to be pretty bad this season uh, in certain spots. And Matt Ryan, you know what you want to say and disrespect him all the time, Rudy, but the man played pretty well last season. Their defense has been just really hurt by injuries. Um, I'm going to go with the Falcons here, Rudy, at home. I just think ah. with uh, the offense being at home, though, there won't be no fans. Uh, Matt Ryan coming in, and that defense of Seattle, they, they don't have Clowney. There's a lot of question marks 
on that defense. I'm I'm going with Seattle here in a shootout. You just said you took Atlanta. Sorry, Atlanta. Atlanta in a shootout. I was going to say, you can't take both teams. All right, I'm guy. taking Atlanta. I'm taking the Falcons, yeah. your boys, Julio Jones, <laughs> which is in my fantasy league. Let's go, Julio. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and go Atlanta here. I oh, what a surprise. That's your surprise. This is, <laughs> this is game one of the fire Dan Quinn trend that's going to be oh, happening. Come on, be nice. Dan Quinn goes 1-0. and He's at home. Seattle's coming to town. The team that Listen, Hayden Hurst is an interesting player. He's a little bit of an unknown, but as someone who knows Dirk Cutter, and Dirk Cutter is still there, right, as the offensive coordinator, he loves tight ends. So Hayden Hurst could have a pretty decent big season. Yeah, I can see that. This next game, we're going up to uh, Bill Stadium, Orchard Park. New York Jets, Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 going against Buffalo. Really not much of a preview other than I expect Stefan Diggs to have a not a monster day, but I expect him and Josh Allen to at least get, you know, a touchdown pass, possibly to, you know, I'm thinking maybe a hundred, hundred yards for uh Stefan and a touchdown. Uh just a little quick, you know, teaser for fantasy there. But in this game itself, there's really no way I can see the Jets coming into Buffalo winning this game. Give me Buffalo for the win. I've got back-to-back home teams winning. What do you got, Jim? This is actually a tough one for me. Um, you know, the Bills, they're an interesting team, right? Does Allen take that next step? Does he kind of progress? He has now probably a number one receiver. The Jets are interesting because no one's talking about him. No one really cares about him, which I completely understand because they're their head coach and just their organization. But I'm going to go with the upset here. I'm taking the Jets. The Bills got what almost a touchdown on that on that line. I'm going with the Jets for the upset. Le'Veon Bell, I think he does something, and maybe I'm just speaking with my heart because he's in one of my leagues. But I'm going with J E T S. Wow! And I have really no major reasons. I'm just going with the upset. You're going okay. So we have the upset alert. Uh, the second game that we're talking about. Geo, well, it's a division game. You know, it is, but it's the Jets. The Jets, I mean, you, you're looking at a Buffalo defense that Rudy, is not going to allow I have no reasoning, but I'm just going with my gut. I'm just going to pick the Jets. I, okay. I'm gonna, <laughs> we're not, like I said, this is one of the games we're not going to, like, talk, you know, 30 minutes about. I no reasons why. Every reason should be going to the Bills, and that's why I'm picking the Jets. <laughs> Let's go over to Ford Field. Detroit. We have the Bears coming down to Detroit playing the Lions. Uh, another game. It's a you know it's a, a divisional game. It's a it's a rivalry game. Obviously, obviously that division. But when you talk Bears, the biggest concern you've got is two things. You know, Mitch Trubisky is going to be the quarterback. Former UNC Tar Heel. I am definitely you know face palming my head because he's a former Tar Heel and he's looking this bad. Thank God we have Sam Howell coming up in the ranks. But you've got Trubisky, and then you've got the concerns over David Montgomery. Everything has been pointing that Montgomery's going to play. Yes. Now I've had that he's going to actually – he's been downgraded a little bit. This whole running back situation, the Bears were known for running backs all the time. Matt Forte, you know, even Jordan Howard. I mean, you've got – they've had the running backs. 
what the hell is Montgomery's problem? Why can't he get going? If we're going with this thing, I'm definitely taking the home team. I'm taking Detroit. I just don't have any confidence in the Bears. Sorry, Carolina. Yeah, really, the Bears, and I don't think it's necessarily a completely a Montgomery issue. I just think the Bears and how they're set up right now, I think it's a quarterback issue with Trubisky. And if Nick Foles can't win the job, Trubisky's there. Teams are going to stack the line of scrimmage. Really, there were so many games last season where they're just stacking it, daring the Bears to throw, and teams are stacking them. And Montgomery wasn't great last season. I think he has an opportunity. The offensive line is is okay. Um, I think this is more of a quarterback issue. But nonetheless, I'm going with Detroit here. Now, Galladay is doubtful, Rudy. So uh, for a quick fantasy insight, Marvin Jones could be an outstanding play for this week. The Bears' defense don't scare me, at least in the secondary. Um, I'm going with the, with the Detroit Lions here, Rudy. Uh, I just think Detroit's just a better team. And they got three backs right now. I think one's hurt and swift. They got the weapons, and they're going to sling it around this season. I'm going with Detroit. I just think they're a better football team right now. Oh, yeah, for sure. We both got Detroit winning this game. Heading over to U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota. Well, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Green Bay going into Minnesota. You know, I, I'm I'm really not high on Green Bay. I haven't been high on Green Bay um, in a while. So I, I want to say that this is that one game where you put upset alert on with Green Bay coming into Minnesota. I think Minnesota is going to actually win the game. But for whatever reason, my heart is telling me that Aaron Rodgers has this chip on his shoulder now. I mean, they go out and they draft Jordan Love. And it just seems like Aaron's like, you know, if I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out with a bang type thing. Close, they're close looking at this game. I'm going to take Minnesota just because of the, and it's not even the fans. I mean, just because I think that defense is going to be able to slow Rodgers down. Uh, but this is a tough one for me. I'm going to go Minnesota. Dalvin Cook, I think, actually has a really big game uh, for the Vikings. On the other side, Green Bay, I it wouldn't shock me to see Devontae Adams have a really big game either. Give me Minnesota, probably in a shootout, because we have seen shootouts between these teams before. Give me Minnesota as well. Um, you know, Zimmer's really good defensive-minded, and, and Rodgers seems to have issues with that team. Yeah. And they don't really scare me, besides Adams and Jones, which Jones had that great year last year. Uh, who else? I mean, there's really nothing else in that offense that you could throw, not even a tight end anymore. Uh, yeah, exactly. The Vikings, to me, you know, I, I know they have some unknowns as well, but to me, they're just like, should be a complete team. I picked them to win the division, Rudy. I, I just think they have the pieces, and they're a better football team uh, than the Green Bay Packers, who, Rudy, didn't they go 13-3 and last year? I believe so. But yeah. everyone's down on them for being a, a team that's coming back. They just didn't do much. Uh, I'm going Vikings here, and I don't be surprised if the Vikings win by two touchdowns. Wait, okay, so looking at this game, because this is one of the games that we can talk a little bit about here before we move on to other games. The What I'm looking at for this is can Aaron, can he be just enough? Because he doesn't have a whole lot more in the tank. Let's be real here. Um, can he be that 
that much better. And it's sad that we're saying that he needs to be better. I mean, he's been really good pretty much his entire career. Well, Rudy, he, he's, he's dropped when it comes to playing. And also, Rudy, he led the league last year, I think, in throwaways. I, I don't – this team got, to me, extremely lucky. I just don't see that Aaron Rodgers that we used to see with McCarthy, which is interesting because McCarthy got fired uh, what, two years ago. And I, I just don't see – that Aaron, what, footprint on an offense? Yeah. I mean, back in yeah. the day, Rudy, when they had Jordy Nelson and Adams was there as well, and their receivers throwing down the field, they just – I don't see that anymore. And people aren't scared of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, they're not. Hey, when we come back, we'll preview the rest of the games for your Sunday NFL pleasure. This is uh, 4th and 40. Rudy Campos Jr., Coach Gia, we'll be right back. If you'd like to be a sponsor of Sweep the League, 4th and 40, and the Fantasy Countdown, contact me, Rudy Campos Jr. My email is rcomposjr at icloud.com. And welcome back. This is our last segment here on 4th and 40. We're going over the uh, NFL schedule for today. So far, we have previewed Seattle, Atlanta, New York Jets, Buffalo, Bears, Lions, Finished up Packers and Vikings. We're going over to Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. I laugh at that because <laughs> the new New England era begins where a familiar foe, the Miami Dolphins, who people still kind of laugh at, which I actually don't laugh at them anymore. <laughs> this is one of my games where I expect Cam Newton to have a decent game in his New England debut. But I'm going to ride the Dolphins on this game. Give me Miami for Whoa, that. Oh, going with the Miami Dolphins. Going to Foxborough. magic. This team, this <laughs> team in the offseason made so many moves in the right direction. I'm expecting this team to pull out this upset and going into Foxborough. Give me the Dolphins. Fitz magic starting. I have that magical feeling in the air. No, already. N- not so fast, my friend. Uh, in the of, uh, I forgot his name, but anyway, um, I'm going with the New England Patriots. I've just been feeling Cam this entire offseason, and this offense to me is what I'm really looking forward to. What their offense is going to be. Are they going to take a little bit from Baltimore, right, and maybe a little bit from some of those San Francisco teams uh, that Harbaugh used to go for the Kaepernick? What type of offense are we going to see more pistol? Are we going to see – some option attack. I'm just so interested to see what Josh McDaniels because this is not an offense that they could do what they did last year. There's no way. There's no way you're going to sit Cam back there and dig and dunk. I think Bill has something up his sleeve, and I think Cam's going to have a really good day. The Dolphins, I want to pick the Dolphins, Rudy, because I just love that they're just a sexy pick right now. They're a, a team that's on the rise, in my opinion. But I'm going to go with Bill Belichick at home and that nasty weather probably is going to be kind of gloomy in New England. And I think Cam's going to have a good day. Uh, but I could definitely see the Dolphins one. I could definitely. Yeah, that's Dolphins, my I'm, pick. I, I'm that's going with them. Pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with Dolphins on that one. So we're going to go over to uh, FedEx Field. And this game, I don't even want to spend 20 seconds on. Philadelphia <laughs> at Washington. <laughs> Give me the Eagles. I understand the Eagles are banged up. I really do. They have a lot of injuries. But – 
even a banged up Eagles team should beat Washington at this point. Uh, the Eagles defense is still, it's still there. I mean, they're going to stop Antonio Gibson, who's starting for Washington. They're going to make, make it pretty hell hellish day for um, uh, Dwayne Haskins. So give me the Eagles. Like I said, I'm going to be for this. You know me. I'm always looking for uh, excitement. I'm going with the Washington Re- uh, football. Uh, we got to stop you. The Washington football. <laughs> the upset here. The Redskins, Terry McLaurin. You know what? The Eagles <laughs> got like a million guys that are on IRR, it seems like. Yeah. Get the Redskins to shock the world on Sunday. And Terry McLaurin and Gibson. Gibson, Gibson, Gibson. I'm going to take the Redskins here, Rudy, as a team with a new coach, right? Everything's mm-hmm. new, new offense coming in. Give me the Redskins to shock the world and beat the Eagles. Give me Redskins, and we're going to get in oh trouble. Oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> Can we censor that out? It's Listen, the football one. team. <laughs> football team. Give me them. I think they're going to shock him, Rudy. They got something to prove. Hey. One of, one of the harder games to pick this week for me uh, is the next one. And, you know, we're going to probably shoot through most of these here in a little while because uh, of time constraints. But the Las Vegas Raiders going to Carolina, Bank of America Stadium. This was a tough one for me. I, I kind of like the Raiders in this game. But, you know, you've got Teddy Bridgewater starting at QB. You've got Christian McCaffrey. They're at home. It's an it basically is – Raiders flying across the country to play this game. I I'm always with the Carolina Panthers. I'm always on the team that you know is at home and the other team has to travel and all that stuff. This these two teams are really close, I think, when you look at them on paper. I want to say give me Matt Rule and get his first win for the with Carolina Panthers. So give me Carolina, but not I'm not sold on it. This is a kind of a toss-up for me. Yeah, this is, to me, a tough game, even tougher than what I think I've been hearing. I'm going to go with the Raiders here. I think this is a football team that comes in. You know, you've given Chucky a good amount of time to game plan for this. So give me the Raiders. Give me Josh Jacobs. And, Rudy, they're going to start two young, very young receivers in rugs. And I love Brian Edwards. He's a big-body guy. Uh, I just think this is going to come down, though, the Raiders' defense. How much – it is the Raiders' defense improved, Rudy, because they were pretty bad last season. Yeah. Carolina's going to be bad defensively as well, but this Raiders' defense, I think they're going to be just a little bit better. Give me them. I think Carr's going to have a good day. They're going to sling it around. They're going to run the football a lot. They're going to control the line of scrimmage. Give me the Raiders, but this is going to be close, Rudy. I'll say Raiders win 27-24. Uh, I think it's going to kind of be like a little bit of a shootout, but I think defensively – There'll be some moments. Yeah, it'll be a close one. Next, we're going to uh, TIAA Bank Field in Jacksonville. Colts. I'm just going to oh, say man. Colts against Jaguars. Just give me the Colts. I mean, no, listen, no reason I, to get into it. <laughs> I love the pickup sets here, but when you've basically traded your entire team, yeah, give me the Colts uh, big here. Definitely. MNT Bank Stadium in Baltimore. Cleveland at Baltimore. Obviously, divisional game. All these games are pretty much divisional games. Um, this is kind of a toughie in a sense that you've again got the Cleveland Browns, America's favorite team on paper, going against America's favorite quarterback, or one of them at least, and Lamar Jackson. Uh, 
it's not going to be an easy win for Baltimore, but I'll take Baltimore. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people may think it is. I expect actually a really good day out of Baker Mayfield, even though Baltimore's defense is really, it's really good. I mean, it's one of the better defenses. I think Baker is finally, I think he's fitting into that system over in Cleveland now. He's got his weapons. I think he's going to have a pretty good day. It's just not going to get the win. Things will be looking better in Cleveland after this weekend. But give me Baltimore for the win. Give me the Ravens as well, Rudy. Um, I do think Baker's going to have a good season. I think he's going to have a good game. You know, they got Austin Hooper there from Atlanta. Rudy, they got the talent. They got the receivers. They just signed Kareem Hunt to uh, an extension. Rudy, everything he needs is right there. Right there for the take. And this defense is going to improve. This is going to be a close game. I don't think the Ravens blow them out. Um, and Rudy, I think the Browns beat them last season in that early matchup in the beginning of the season. So the Browns are not scared of the Ravens. Don't get it twisted. I'm going to pick the Ravens. I think they'll be able to run the football and just kind of control clock. But Baker Mayfield, this is the year, man. To me, Rudy, this is it. This has to be the season. Yeah. And if he does not deliver, not to say he's going to be on the hot seat next <laughs> season, Rudy, but it's a possibility that potentially Savancy could be looking elsewhere for a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, so the next few games, with the exception of the Cowboy-Rams game, we're just going to blow right by them. Just give me who you're going to take so we can get some uh, Cowboy-Rams talk here last two minutes. Uh, Chargers going to the Cincinnati Bengals-Paul Brown Stadium. I like Cincinnati, but give me the Chargers on that one. Who do you got? I got the Bengals with the upset. Don't the first I can, one. I can definitely see that. Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. The uh, Tom Brady-Tampa Bay show going to New Orleans. Uh, Tom's got a magnificent team, but you know what? Just give me New Orleans in this one. I think it's too early to tell how good Tom has it. Taking the Saints, who do you got? Who that? Talk about beating them Saints. I'm going with the Saints. <laughs> uh, I just think continuity and also a, a young right tackle going up against one of the best defensive ends in the league. Give me the Saints, though. I, yeah. I, I think the Bucks will be fine. Yeah, definitely going to Levi, uh, Levi Stadium. Uh, the Cardinals at the uh, 49ers. This is a game I'm seeing that is going to be a lot closer than people think. But still, give me the 49ers. I think they win by seven. Uh, I can easily see, you know, 20 to 13 game here. Give me the Niners over the Cardinals. I wish both teams would lose because they're in my division. But I have to choose a winner. <laughs> 49ers, the, that, that defense is starting to get a little depleted because of injuries. But give me Niners. Yeah. Okay. We're going to skip the Dallas uh, Rams. We're going to come back to it here. Monday night, Pittsburgh at New York, the football giants. Everybody is saying it's Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. I am actually going to go with that train and go on the Pittsburgh, but no fear, Giants. Danny Dimes will have a good season. I understand you've got Jason Garrett, who was a failed football head coach, but as a coordinator, he is actually a brilliant mind. So the Giants will be really good this year, I feel on the offensive side, but for Monday night, give me Pittsburgh. Give me Pittsburgh as well. I just They're just a better football team. Exactly. So we leave MetLife Stadium, head over to Empower Field at Mile High. Tennessee at Denver. Denver's young. I do like Denver, but give me Tennessee. Tennessee's just, to me, they're just a juggernaut, and on both ends of the ball, I just take Tennessee on this one. Give me the Titans to win. Cortland Sutton is might be doubtful for Sunday's game. If yeah. he plays, I would love to pick Denver. I think 
But with him out, potentially, I'm going to go with the Titans here. Um, could I change my pick, Rudy? Because if Cortland Sutton plays, I, I really think they'll win this football game. Okay, you if know? Cortland Sutton plays, you take Denver. If he's yeah. out, you take Tennessee. Okay, we'll do that. We got a minute here. Let's go back to Dallas and the Rams. I'm just going to give this to you. SoFi Stadium, open it up. I'll give you about 30 seconds on this, Gio. But for me, I am taking the Los Angeles Rams. Ah! Yes, I'm going with the Rams here, Rudy. Uh, The brand-new opening of a stadium, Sean McVay. This is going to be a a little bit of a different offense coming in. I've been seeing a lot of Jared Goff, a lot of kind of running I've been seeing. Uh, His footwork Mm -hmm. has improved defensively. It is still a 3-4 scheme, uh, but new defensive coordinator coming over from Denver. Uh, you're going to see some different stuff. The Rams, people are sleeping on this team. They're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys, uh, and I'm going to have a smile on my face, hopefully. By <laughs> Those are our picks. This is 4th and 40. Thank you for joining us. Rudy Campos and your coach, Gio. We will see you all next week. Enjoy the games. We got our picks in. They'll be posted on the website for you guys as well. And make sure you eat good food. (laughs) Always eat good food.